0: Awesome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We have a very special episode. You know, podcast, think about creating your own content, it can expand. And when we're talking about producing healthier options, we have none only than the one, the amazing, the talented chef Nola Rowe. She's gonna actually walk us through preparing one of her favorite vegan recipes for us. Because you know, if you're like me. I want to eat healthier. I don't always like consuming meat products. I'm trying to become more plant based. And then something that we have to tackle within the black community is really increasing our health, nutrition, optimization through our dietary plan. So with that being said, I have the amazing, talented. You can't compare her to no other. She's amazing. Nola is going to walk us through how to make awesome vegan meal.
1: Thank you so much. That was such an amazing intro. So I am going to prepare uh, an amazing vegan meal for you guys. I'm going to be mashing some yams. Um, This is how it looked uh, before I peeled it and boiled it. I do have the boiled product ready. So when it's that step in the meal preparation, I'll mash it and season it and show you guys how I'm going to... put it on the plate, but the main event for this meal is a uh, portobello steak in tomato sauce. So I think I might want to end up making it a little bit spicy. Um, This is not something that I've made before, but um, when you're in the kitchen, you kind of know your way around things. Um, While I was putting the ingredients together, I actually started um, measuring them Uh, So that I can give you guys step by step um, instructions on how to do it and also with measurements. So the first thing that I'm going to do is I am going to um, use about one tablespoon to two tablespoons of um, olive oil that is specifically made for high heat or frying. Not all olive oils are uh, made the same. If you use olive oil that's made for salad or made for pasta, it will have a um, quick reaction to the oil and it will burn really quickly. So the first thing I'm going to do is make sure that my pan is all the way oiled. I am going to add um, a small onion with, uh, white onion with uh, green onion when i cut my green onions initially what i did was separate the white part of the green onion from the green part so i do have some of the green parts right here for the ending product where i'm going to use that as garnish but um it was too much so i also used some of the green parts um to uh, saute with the white onion so we uh, or i or a lot of chefs love to build seasoning right so we're going to start building our seasoning the first thing that i'm going to do is add a little bit of salt in total we will end up using one teaspoon of salt but i'm just going to use a little bit just specifically for the white onion and green onion in a few seconds i'm going to also add the tomatoes One thing that I do, guys, that I recommend, um, I don't like the flavor of tomatoes. As much as I love vegetables, as much as I am vegan, tomatoes are just fruits that I just can't, You know, the, the flavor, the smell, I'm just not comfortable with them. So what I do with my tomatoes is I slice them up and I cut out the inside, the seeds and the juicy parts that have the most enzymes, I take that part out And another reason why I do that is because when it's time for me to sauté it, if it has too much liquid in it or it's too moist, it kind of kills the oil, it kind of kills the sauté, and I don't even get to caramelize my onions the way I want to. So I'm going to add the tomatoes now, um, and remember the seeds and all of that extra liquid um, were already taken out. I'm just going to toss it in the pan a little. You hear that sizzle? Sounds amazing. Listen, when I was a little girl in Guyana, a lot of our dishes started like this, okay? With um, the onions, the garlic, the tomatoes, the scallions, in Guyana we call it shallots. Um, but the the smell of it, the aroma of it, takes me back to my childhood all the time. So whenever I start dishes like this, I'm always over the pan or the pot like this. Mm. <laughs> because it takes me back to Guyana. So I am now going to add um, my garlic. Um, the tomato was one small tomato. The garlic, I'm adding about four cloves of garlic. That's actually a lot of garlic, but I really love garlic. So um, if you have any issues with garlic, any sensitivity, or you simply don't like uh, the flavor as much, Don't add as much, you know, um, one thing that I always recommend when it comes to uh, cooking Even if you're new to it, even if it's something that you're not used to experiment Put the flavors how you want to put it if you mess it up, then next time you know that uh, What you did is something that you don't want to do again, and that's really how you learn how to cook All right, so I'm just gonna give this a few more seconds and then I'm gonna add my tomato paste Not tomato sauce, but tomato paste tomato paste is way more concentrated. It's thicker. And what I love about this is it gives the food such an amazing flavor. I actually have the measuring spoon still stuck in it because I know that, look, it's so thick that if I turn it over like this, it doesn't even come out of the container. So I have my spoon. This is two tablespoons and I just scrape it out because it's so thick. It needs that extra help. All right love me some tomato paste this is also um something else from my childhood in guyana um that we use a lot a lot of tomato paste so i'm pretty much going to saute it like this right now the heat is on um medium slightly closer to high but um if you have experience cooking you know that all stoves are not made the same okay you know that your stoves medium might not be my medium. And this is also not even a stove, it's a hot plate. Uh, But pay attention to the sizzle. If it's sizzling really, really fast and it's drying out too quickly, or it's starting to burn, you know that it's high, too high, and you turn it down just a notch. So what I'm gonna start to do now is season, uh, season it again at this level, all right? So I am going to add a little bit more salt. All right, remember it's supposed to be one teaspoon, but I'm going through the teaspoon gradually. It really looks like a lot. So, salt always looks like a lot when you are cooking um, on camera, when people see it pouring and they're not used to cooking. One thing that I don't have here is uh, black pepper. So I'm just gonna grab that from my drawer really quickly. Put some black pepper on it, all right? So what I did was turn my heat down a little bit because the um, tomato paste is caramelizing pretty quickly, and I don't want it to uh, do that, all right? So I have a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper in there. This is half teaspoon of garlic powder. Love my garlic, all right? half teaspoon onion powder love that people who eat um an alkaline diet or live an alkaline lifestyle they use a lot of onion powder because uh that spice is um, one of the approved ingredients in an alkaline diet so let me give this a few seconds and then i am going to pour some vegetable broth on here few seconds. I had the vegetable broth sitting out for a while because um, technically it should be warm. It should be at a higher temperature. So when you're adding it to your food, it doesn't change the temperature of the food. But because I've had it sitting out for a little bit, it's kind of a little chilly. Um, And let me eyeball this and tell you how much I'm pouring. So this is about a quarter cup of vegetable broth. I love this um, brand, Nature's Promise. Okay, I put my uh, temperature up a notch again because my is getting too low. I'm still getting used to this hot plate. I definitely want to get a little bit more sauce in here because when I add my mushrooms, my portobello caps, so that is about three cups of water. When I add my portobello caps, I want them to have ample sauce on them, all right? So here's the thing. Usually when I cook portobello caps, I um, would put them in whole and then I slice them after. That's if I'm cooking them like steak. But today I'm going to be slicing them beforehand and putting them in already sliced. So I'm gonna be doing about two caps. I've already sliced off the stems and the the darker under belly <laughs> of it. Um, that's me and my food comedy. So I'm just gonna put the cap in sliced. But what I'm going to do is kind of bathe it with. I'm gonna bathe it with um, the sauce, all right? So the other thing that I'm going to do now, this is going to be the last time that I use the rest of my salt. Remember, it's still one teaspoon. This has a label on it. Might seem like a lot, but it's still one teaspoon. And I'm going to finish this off with some mushroom extracts. What mushroom extracts do is add amazing flavor enhancement. So whatever flavor it is that you already have, when you add these extracts, it's nothing but extracts from mushrooms. It just gives it an amazing flavor. So I'm just going to top this off with that. This is about, uh, I would say, half of a teaspoon because I'm not using the whole thing. I'm gonna let this sit here for a little bit. All right, let the mushroom sit a little bit. And while the mushroom is sitting in the sauce, you see how quick that was? I'm gonna cover it. Put a cover on it so that it can soak up the flavor. And the next thing that I'm going to do at this point is um, mash my, you know, before I mash the yams, Let me cut up these red peppers. I was actually going to put the red pepper inside of the sauce, but I just changed my mind at the last minute and said, you know what, I want this to be the garnish. I want the color. So um, I'm just going to cut this up as garnish and put it to the side. I'm just getting out the little white bits from the inside. I'm just going to put this to the side with the... Green parts from the green onions, and then I'll do the yams. All right, so put that to the side and let's work on the yams. Let's look at our mushrooms, mushrooms looking pretty good. Okay, so for the yams, I'm gonna get some butter vegan butter, of course. This is a brand that I've never tried. It's uh, called, um, I don't know if it's pronounced miocos or Myokos, I think it's miocos. But during my, um, my vegan, my monthly virtual workshop, a lot of my attendees swear by this brand. So I am going to use some of this uh, on the yams. And we're going to mash it. So I'm scraping it with, scraping it with so I, the spoon, because of course it was refrigerated, so it's a little hard, but scraping it thins it out and of course makes it easier to handle. All right, or easier to easier to manage. So we have uh, the butter on the yams. All right, let's put that to the side. I'm going to season this with the rest of the salt that we have here. A little bit of salt. A little bit of pepper. Of course, we have the butter. Check on those mushrooms. It's still sauteing, still looking good, smelling amazing. And this right here takes a little bit of work but it happens pretty quickly you just mash the yams if you want to you can throw this in the food processor if you want a creamier texture I kind of like the chunks in it so I'm just gonna mash it by hand and if you don't have a masher um, you can definitely use a fork for this so this is it for me. Like This is as far as I'm going to match this. And it has a perfect, you see that? It doesn't fall off easily, which means that I'm going to be able to shape it, which is what I'm envisioning. I wanna shape these and make maybe two little balls with them and then top them with the mushroom. And that's a, a huge part of, um, what I like to do when I'm cooking. It's really important, and I always recommend this. When you're cooking, present your food in a nice way. It even helps your brain want to eat it more because it looks amazing. We start eating with our eyes first. So um, one of my tricks to getting my, uh, whether it's mashed potatoes, rice, or whatever, in this case is mashed yams, I use an ice cream scooper to get the nice shape and to also make sure that each ball or each um portion is the same amount all right so i'm ready to do that but let me check on the mushrooms really quickly i'm gonna taste it see if it needs anything else before i plate the yams oh listen let me put that water back in there amazing how long did that take how long did this take not long at all all right let me get a tasting spoon Mm, smells amazing Mm, so good okay amazing so i think this is saucy enough as a matter of fact i'll add a little bit more vegetable broth just to thin it out slightly and within about 30 seconds this is a quarter cup so that's officially one cup vegetable broth um i used about a half pound of yams i used about two tablespoons of the vegan butter about half teaspoon salt so what i am going to do now is let this simmer a little bit so about 10 seconds i'm going to turn this off and start to plate my yams, all right? So let's get this off. Um, that's off, all right? So let's start to fill up our ice cream scooper with our mashed yams. I didn't even taste the yams. This never goes wrong. I've done it so many times with soda. So scoop my yam on there, nice round shape, nice portion as well. This might be about a half cup. So now we have two round, um, beautiful pieces, uh, beautiful portions of yam. I am going to, I am going to, amazing, let us get these amazing portobello slices on this plate, all right? Look at that, that looks amazing. Beautiful. So I'm just putting them slice by slice simply because I want them arranged nicely for the look of uh, the plating all right and then i will top them off with a little bit of the onions i'm gonna clean this up a little bit that's a part of plating you clean your plate i'm gonna sprinkle the red pepper on top of it i love eating raw so that always works out well and i'll sprinkle some of the scallions on top of it the green onions and, ladies and gentlemen, we are all done. Let me get a fork. And that's the end result. Look at that. Amazing. Delicious. Beautiful. All right. So portobello caps in a beautiful tomato sauce with mashed yams that I added, a little bit of salt, a little bit of black pepper, some vegan butter, and voila, Dinner's ready or lunch is ready. All right. Let me taste them together. See how this is. I'm not a fan of eating very hot food, so. Mm. So good. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for indulging me. Once again, my name is Nola Rowe. I am a vegan culinary artist and mompreneur. If you are interested in purchasing any of my ebooks, I have ebooks that help people on their vegan journey. I have an ebook titled What to Do at Restaurants That Don't Offer a Vegan Menu, one called Fixing a Balanced Vegan Plate, Avoiding the Pitfalls of Eating Too Many Carbs. I have an ebook called Eat Vegan and Workout, which pretty much kills the myth that you can't eat plant-based and do strenuous activities. And I also have a, an ebook that helps people when they're traveling and keeps them on track. I also do a monthly workshop on Eventbrite uh, called Vegan for Beginners. It's veganforbeginners.eventbrite.com. You can join the workshop. I help you transition into veganism, kind of show you what the food actually looks like. For the people who are curious and have no idea what it's about, I teach you that for the people who are already in the lifestyle but they're intimidated by the food and they're not sure what to eat, I also help show you what types of foods are available to you. And starting April 3rd, I am also doing uh, more of these live cooking demos where I show you quick and easy vegan meals from around the world. We're gonna be traveling from Mexico to Puerto Rico to New Orleans to Greece to Italy to Guyana to uh, the Caribbean, just indulging in amazing, amazing foods that you love. But the twist is I put a vegan version on it. All right. Thank you guys so much for indulging me. And I hope to see you guys soon on Instagram or Facebook or maybe in a workshop. See you later.
0: Awesome, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I am your host, Cody Kelly. Look, I don't know why recently I have been just wanting to wear suits. I don't know if it's because I work remotely and I'm always in sweats, but this whole week, this whole month, I've just been feeling like being a grown man. I just feel like putting on a suit and a tie. Thank you for tuning in. Look, if you want to keep seeing amazing content, you know what you have to do. Subscribe. The YouTube link below. YouTube at CV Space K, and we're all podcasts heard. Anchor, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitch, wherever and however your podcast preference is, we are there. I have an amazing episode featuring an amazing individual. She is an amazing person in the podcast space. Her name is Nola Roy. Goes by Nola. Nola, thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Thank you. The pleasure is all
0: mine. Cool, cool. Before we get into the line of questions, first of all, let's be human. How, tell me about your day. Tell me about you. What, what is going on? Uh, before we get into this line of questions, just make sure everything's on the right track. Okay, so since
1: you threw the word human in there, we're going to have to get really, really real. Gotcha. So uh, I got my nails done last week. Um, I really love them. Really nice uh, pink color. Uh, But I was at work the other day and ended up breaking one of them completely Mm -hmm. off. Um, This morning, I went back to the nail salon to have one of them replaced, but I could not get the same color back. So this is why I now have one random glitter nail and the rest (laughs) are pink. So that's how I started my morning. Um, I had a meeting at work, uh, I needed to revamp some things happening at my family's uh, restaurant kitchen, so I had um, a really long meeting about that. I am a homeschool mom, I've been doing homeschooling before the pandemic started, so I had to sort out some things with that, fill out reports, send them to the school board, all of these different things, all human things, so here I am.
0: Hey all human things. I, I'm sorry about the nails. I, you know, I, I can't, I can't relate, but at the same time, you know, I'm glad that you're here. Look, right. So like, you know, like I, I reached out I want, I was like, look, you know, I've heard of Nola. you know, we're, we're in some of the same networking groups. So wanted to have you on the show. What made you start your podcast?
1: Well, I have always felt, um, very vocal about whatever. If I'm thinking about it, most of the time I want to speak about it. I was one of those little kids in school that gave the teacher a hard time because I talked too much. And I was always told, be quiet. You talk too much, shut up, go sit down. You know what I mean? So um, I don't think the people around me recognize that maybe this is her energy. Maybe this is something that she needs Uh, to happen, to function. Some people have talking, some people have extreme quiet, some people have jumping up and down and flipping off of couches and you know what I mean? Um, Some people have singing, some people have repairing little gadgets. Um, Parents are not always equipped to pick up on what uh, could possibly be a talent. But um, of course I was quiet. I listened and I noticed that, you know, when I'm on social media, I really just felt the need to express a whole lot of different things. People kept telling me, you should start a podcast. I didn't want to do it because I had no idea what that entailed. And one day a friend of mine said, okay, you're always posting things that I love. I will be your producer. Let's do it. Wow and i said oh that's it i just needed to know that i would get backup you know what i mean and the podcast started
0: that's good it was it so uh was it really on the the advice and and the strength of of that friendship that partnership that kind of gave you the courage to kind of you know just go out there and do it cuz you know you had backing
1: yeah i it it's a lot of work and i already had a lot on my plate. There are a lot of things I'm involved in and I was not about to take on yet another thing and do it by myself. Hmm. So just being reassured that I had a a team that was developing, it pretty much gave me the um, confidence to go forward with it, because I knew that with a team, you could be consistent, you could you know, have different voices, different people telling you, um, you know, things that are probably a little bit different from how you see, see it, which is very, very important because I can have a great idea, but then another person on the team might say, you know what, I think that's good, but maybe this might be better. And that's happened a lot. So that was really important to me to have different people around and different support systems, yeah.
0: That's amazing. I, I think uh, with all um, initiatives and and particularly with entrepreneurship efforts, a team is vital, right? Somebody you can bounce ideas with, help you in in doing a lot of the legwork, um, and it just cr- it, it just makes a, a fun atmosphere, and it and it's easier to be creative that way. So, what would you say your uniqueness is in this space? Right? Like, I think for myself. So, just a little bit about me. So, um, you know. Grew up uh in uh a heavy church family, like you know, granddaddy was big pastor, you know, so like I, I felt like it was gonna eventually follow me, right? So, <laughs> you know, and what I what I realized, you know, after we went through school and whatnot, and you know, I've been married now almost seven years, you know, I, I have a lot of unique experiences and things that I really like to discuss, but I don't want to do it through the necessary status quo, if that makes sense, right? Like I don't necessarily have to do it through a pulpit. I can be me and I love being me, but I could do it in such a more creative way that I think is a bit more effective. Um, So that's my uniqueness to it, right? Like I love, but if you you know my dad or who my my dad was, you know, he was a very different person. He didn't have the same family religious upbringing that my mother had. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds, right? I always say, if you could take T.D. Jakes and the Breakfast Club, that's what (laughs) you'll get with me, right? So that's my my uniqueness. So what would you say that uniqueness is for you?
1: Well, I believe that um, every single person has uh, a unique thing about them. We're all unique, period, right? And um, I mean, to add a little bit of flavor to that, I was born in Guyana, I'm Caribbean, but I grew up in New York City. So I'm already presented with all of these different challenges from one continent (laughs) to another, Mm -hmm. okay? And um, I feel like those challenges make so um, many amazing, amazing stories. I love telling my stories. I love speaking on my experiences, Uh, but I do think that we're all unique anyway. So my uniqueness comes from the fact that I'm the only person on this planet like me, and I'm the only person on this planet who can tell my story the way that I tell stories. But um, like I said, if we're going to add a little bit of flavor to it, I was born in Guyana. Uh, I was um, born in a house in a small village delivered by a midwife um, I moved to Brooklyn. I grew up in the ghetto. Then I moved mm-hmm. to the suburbs on Long Island. So I've had amazing, amazing experiences. And the stories, man, if I tell you my stories.
0: <laughs> tell it. We're interested. Look, that is your experience. So you went from Guyana all the way to Brooklyn. Like, that's, a, that's not like going across the street, right? Like, that's a, that's a for real um, trajectory, Right, yeah. like, tell us, like, how is that? How has that shaped you, right? And especially in lieu of, you know, recent events. You know, we see what's going on politically and everything, right? And we see kind of the uh, the rise and uh, and hate crimes against, you know, an immigrant population. Talk, talk to us, talk to us about your story. We we really want to know.
1: Well, I've definitely gone through um, what some people would call intimidation, Mm. coming into a new world. First of all, I was born near the equator. I had never felt winter ever. I've never experienced anything cold other than ice, okay? And um, ice in a glass. Mm -hmm. And I came to New York in January in the middle of a snowstorm. So that was my very first experience with uh, this new world. It was cold. I had no winter clothes. I was basically, I have a picture that I probably looked at maybe a week ago where I had on this whole outfit outfit that belonged to my mom. I'm 10 years old. My mom is an adult, obviously, Mm -hmm. and I'm wearing her clothes. And you can just imagine what that looked like. And that picture alone said so much. You know how people say a picture is worth a thousand words? You can look at that picture and just tell, one, we didn't have enough money for my mom to purchase all of these amazing winter clothes so that when I Came to New York, we will be prepared for that. So there are so many uh, different experiences within the poverty aspect of it, um, the difference in cultural aspect of it, um, and coming here and 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 ha- and speaking in this dialect and being teased for it, but the the difference in my story is people did try to intimidate me but i ended up being the aggressor because nobody expected that this skinny little 10 year old 11 year old girl was a fighter so i came here ready i came here very angry about a bunch of different things so um when people decided that this would be the little Caribbean girl that we picked on it, I, I had a surprise for them.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like it. That I, I know that has to be, um, and not just an interesting story, but, um, uh, a, a series of events that, you know, could not be flushed out in one podcast sitting, Right. But, you know, you talk about Guyana, I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with the country. It is in the Caribbean. Um, it's south of venezuela correct uh you're talking about coming from uh the southern hemisphere and you know transitioning now to continental u.s and now you're you're thrown into not just a a different uh country but a country that's probably not familiar you know with some of the cultural norms and tradition and history of guyana if you asked a thousand people to point it out on a map, you know they might five hundred of them might get it wrong, right, they, so like they,
1: a lot of people think um when they hear Guyana, they think Ghana, they think yeah.
0: Africa they think Africa, Africa right and South America, yeah. Yeah. And South America yeah. yeah so so how did you tap into your superpower? I guess is what I'm trying to get to, right like you you came over like you said you were the aggressor, when did you find your voice like? I'm not gonna let anybody intimidate me. I'm gonna let the world feel NOLA.
1: I've always had it. Um, I've always had it, it never left me. So I didn't really have to find it. It was just a matter of transitioning into a space where I did not feel oppressed or suppressed um, enough to stop me from talking. Because when you're a little girl and you're under the care of a guardian or a parent, whatever they tell you, you have to go with that. But the moment that I had an opportunity to get out of that, you can't stop me from talking now, you know? Mm-hmm. Here we are right now, talking some more.
0: <laughs> that's perfect, that's perfect. What, what are um, your thoughts? I'm always interested in hearing uh, perception. Because uh, perception is reality, right? What are your thoughts on, like, you know, the current state of the U.S.? Be nice. Be nice.
1: <laughs> I'm always nice. Um, I, think, um, I think the current state is, um, I think it's phenomenal. I think that there are a lot of things that needed to be looked at a lot of things that needed attention, that needed to be changed. And those things cannot change or get attention if a conversation is not started. And I think a lot of conversations are happening. Um, Unfortunately, people have been getting hurt. People have even died um, in order for other people to see like, hey, there's some things here that we really need to sort out. no matter how crazy it gets, no matter how dark it gets, I know that the craziness, the darkness, the challenges, these are all necessities. These are all things that are necessary to get to the other side. So I think it's phenomenal. I'm very, very happy that um, I am alive and and this is such a unique time in history. You know what I mean? With uh, the way technology is shaping the world and the way a uh, mankind is changing. It's it's really exciting to be alive and witness the chi- the change and the shift happening in real time.
0: Perfect, perfect. I like it. I like it. What-
1: A little girl struggling with um. I'm, what what I'm hearing you saying is maybe assimilating, maybe not feeling accepted. I love that. I Well, today, I love that I came from another culture. I love that I have all of these different experiences because it creates such richness. It creates um, such an amazing journey and an amazing story. I'm, and that's why I'm always excited to tell my story because we cannot all come from picket fences. We can't all come from silver spoons. We can't all come from this perfect American uh, family, whatever that is. I don't really know what that is. I don't either. (laughs) Somewhere, somehow, we are convinced, um, people from other countries, we're convinced that there's this perfect thing that happens when you come here, uh, which doesn't really exist. You just have to figure out what your voice is. You have to hold on to your culture, to add the, the flame and the spiciness to whatever it is that you experience here and make it your own. I love being different. I love having all of these different qualities and all of these different learning experiences. So hold on to that. But of course, no matter where you go, you do have to adapt, you
0: know? Oh, that sounds great. That's amazing. Let's play a game. Let's have fun with this thing. So <laughs> yeah. let's talk about music, right? Name your top five artists that you will go to. It doesn't matter what time of day. These are your five.
1: Um, I've listened to a lot of Jack Ure. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Uh, he is a Jamaican reggae artist. Sure. You have never heard a voice like that. You need to write it down right now. So Write can- it down. You go look him up and when you hear his voice yeah you've never heard anything like that he he he's just so soulful and it's it, there's just so much meaning and depth in the way he sings um and i've just never heard a person come up with so many uh amazing melodies so unique um, I I love Vibes Cartel. This is another uh, Jamaican artist, but it's another sector of reggae, which is dance hall. So it's more of the up-tempo party type of vibe. Um, I think he is absolutely the most talented uh, dance hall artist I've ever heard. Favorite person uh, in R&B of all time has got to be Whitney Houston. Uh, I don't think there will ever, ever be another voice like that. Um, just such an amazing person and and touched my heart in so many ways. I usually like to rock with the people who experience real life, you know, the people who experience things in life that we we all can't speak on. I'm a huge fan of Beyonce, not, um, I, I feel like you saw that coming. I don't
0: know. I did. I'm, my, I, I'm married. My wife, you know, so I, I saw, I was like, Whitney. once we went to Whitney, I was like, Beyonce's next. I already yeah. had it in my mind. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so not just as a musician, but just as a visionary, someone with vision. Um, so Bob Marley. I Bob. Yeah. I call him Uncle Bob i i literally call him uncle bob because when i listen to his music it just there's always gems it just sounds like that uncle who would never steer you wrong you know yeah. um i think that's is that five
0: that's think- five. look i i'm actually familiar with dance hall music um i'm not as like i i will do my research uh but i am familiar now it's crazy because like a lot of times by the time you know it becomes like mainstream or we hear about it, right? Like, we don't really get maybe the best of that genre. We get necessarily what is being pushed or what sells, right? So, you know, if you talk to one of us is like, you know, we might think Sean Paul. And you know, if you talk to a, a native, they're like, Sean Paul, what? You know, like, and that's and that's it. Like, like we know who Bob Marley is because Bob Marley is iconic. You know, it's kind of hard not to yeah, know. Yeah. You know, everybody knows who shot the sheriff, right? So I'm like. You know, we know about Marley. Mainstream
1: crossover. Main,
0: mainstream crossover, exactly. So if if it's not in that vein, we kind of get lost in the sauce. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I'm always interested because I've always wanted to challenge myself uh, to learn. Uh, so, no, that's, that's amazing. So with that being said, my five... Um, the first one being I'm a huge i'm a I'm a huge gospel head, so I have to put the Clark sisters up there um as just all time great uh the second one is Michael Jackson and
1: not put them at the top somewhere
0: right right like the Clark sisters are just they're gonna just wide up on a list right so. Um, you know, the second one is Michael Jackson. I, I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan Um, because to me, he's the GOAT. You know, yeah. it's, it's just you can't mention music and not mention Michael. Yeah. The third one is Prince. Uh, Like when I saw Prince, I wanted to play guitar. When I first saw Purple Rain, I wanted to be that. Like I wanted to be a rock star. Right. Uh Thank <laughs> God I didn't. But, you know, <laughs> like I, I just think Prince musically is you just can't touch. The fourth one is Jay-Z because. Just like Beyonce, you can't have one without the other, right? I mean, Jay no. is the sure. goat. You know, I don't care what anybody says, you know. Uh, so I, I love Jay, and then I'm gonna go with the fifth one because I'm a hometown Chicago kid.
1: Don't say Kanye West.
0: No, I'm gonna <laughs> actually go with Chance the Rapper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Kanye. You know, I love Kanye's music. Let me rephrase <laughs> that. I love Kanye. But, but I think Chance, like, he's just. He's just different. His sound yeah. is different. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's my five. So cool. When it comes to
1: um, veganism, the the uh, the trick about that is you can be using products that are not vegan and not even know it, especially when it comes to cosmetics, especially when it comes to clothing,
0: wow. um,
1: shoes, the seat in your car, yeah. you know what I mean? Your coat, your pocketbook. So, you know, I do, excuse me, have a lot of products that, you know, maybe people have given me and things that you purchase and you have no idea. Maybe a yoga mat, you know, a, a bottle of wine. You know, it's it's crazy how animal products are used um, in so many different industries. But as far as eating goes, no meat, no dairy. Yeah.
0: Perfect. I'm not trying to I, I personally like vegan food a lot um i i tried it i was really good for about three months but i could not break my addiction to salmon um and salmon and eggs like if i could get rid of that i'd I'd be perfect you know like but that's that that just that suckers me in but no i uh there's so many different options now i mean vegan food has really like expanded you know it's not just tofu anymore like it's Mm -hmm. it's really amazing and it and the health benefits are beyond fantastic um so i know i appreciate you where can the people connect with you where can they support you you mentioned you're a chef where can they find you and and sample
1: i have in a lot of different things going on um i teach workshops every month i teach people how to become vegan if they are curious about veganism if they are ready to transition or if they are new to eating uh, plant-based, but they're confused about what to eat. I do a monthly workshop called Vegan for Beginners. Um, I also sell ebooks that teach people how to maneuver um, through the vegan journey, whether it's how to order from restaurants that don't offer a vegan menu, what to do if you're traveling and you're a little bit confused about what to eat in a foreign place, um, teaching people that they can work out and uh, have a plant-based diet, because a lot of people assume that if you eat plants, your body cannot sustain strenuous activities, which is a myth. Yeah. a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I have those ebooks that all of this info is on sumptuousvegan.com. That's a tricky word to spell. A lot of people think it's scrumptious. But um, if you go to my Instagram page, The Nola Rowe Universe, all of my uh, info is there. I also, like I mentioned earlier, I manage my family's restaurant in Brooklyn, Caribbean food. Um, I also have an apparel business, which I started to teach my son ownership and entrepreneurship because he's just an expensive kid. You know, he always wants money to buy Robux and V-Bucks and all of these different things. So when people are always telling their kids, you know what, you need to get a job. I was like, you know what, you're going to start a business. So we design T-shirts, he sells them and he makes his own money that way.
0: Y'all and of go, course, podcast And she's a podcast. I knew she was gonna get to it. I knew she was gonna get to it. Y'all go support Nola Rowe, follow her on Instagram. First of all, you know what's so cool about following somebody? It's free. Not only do you show the person that you appreciate what they put out, it encourages them to keep continue And the cool thing is. It's free. And if you want to keep seeing amazing stuff here, subscribe to the YouTube page CV Space Game where all anchor podcasts are heard. No, thank you so much. You have been an amazing i so much.
1: Thank I appreciate you. you. Thank you oh, for having me.
0: Anytime. Until next time, guys. Thanks. Hey, what's up, everybody? You like what you saw? We're you entertained, we're you informed. We want to keep seeing amazing content. Subscribe. At the link below, YouTube, CV Space K. You connect where all podcasts are streaming Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Connect with me. I want to connect with you. Let's enjoy the ride.